Welcome to the Leader Manager Coach Podcast, where we share knowledge, philosophies, wisdom, and insight to help you on your journey in both sport and life. Introducing your host, Rob Riles. Hello and welcome to another edition of Leader Manager Coach. Welcome along to the podcast. It's great to have you with us. Now, don't forget that Leader Manager Coach is all about giving you the tools, the inspiration, and pointing you in the right direction to lead, to manage, and to coach, not only in the beautiful game or in sport, but in life as a whole. And I hope as you trawl through the many, many podcast episodes that we already have, about 150 plus you'll be able to find what it is that you're looking for that will help you on your way. So let's get on with today's episode. Today's episode is once again inspired by the readings from a book written about the works of Henry Nouwen. I've talked about Henry Nouwen before and he is somebody that certainly resonates with me and um there's so many leadership principles in his work that uh, I just find it fantastic that we can apply them to our own lives. So here we go. So if you're a leader, you're a coach, you're dealing particularly with young players, but not necessarily so, or you are looking to help people on their own journey, you facilitate them, you coach them, then there'll be some real key things in this. But also remember that leadership begins with yourself because that old maxim, that principle of what you are speaks so loudly, I cannot hear what you say. So if you are not a living example of all the things that we're talking about and you are maybe trying to facilitate in others, and teach to others, then your lessons will probably fall on stony ground. It all begins with ourselves. So here we go. Here we go. Number one lesson. Forgiveness. You know, a quick autobiographical bit. I'm probably high up there, and I have been, and I really do my best to... uh, work away from this but one of those people that's very critical of myself and have spent many many hours probably when it's all added up berating myself and criticizing myself and one of the things that's necessary in life is to make mistakes if we're gonna forge on we're gonna have to try things if we try things we're going to fail and we have to pick ourselves up and repeat until we achieve the result that we want. And that involves a forgiveness. We have to forgive ourselves because if we don't, we end up berating ourselves and having a poor self-image. And this transfers obviously into working with others. Here's the example. You're a coach and you're working with a player, basketball, swimming, football, cricket, rugby, business, and you've asked somebody to try something to do something 
maybe you're watching them, maybe you've sent them away to do it and they come back and the results are not saleable, they're not of good quality, they're three out of 10, what are you gonna do? Okay, well the underlying principle is that if you blow your top and criticize and are harsh with the individual, then that is not a forgiving approach. Now, obviously, there are differences if you're dealing with a an established professional with many years of experience who you are paying a lot of money to do something and they come up with a really poor result. Of course, that's a different matter and I'm not particularly talking about that, but I'm sure you get the principle. You're dealing with a young person who's just starting out on a journey of mastery. We have to forgive, but it begins with ourselves. Number two, trust. Wow. We have to trust ourselves and we have to trust others because if we don't, we are a little ball of anxiety, fretting, stressing, running round with a thin veil over us, trying to make up for our lack of trust grasp the concept of trust and you become an empowered individual you have a presence because you trust what do you trust in well that's a big big question but obviously it relates to trusting in yourself and if you do that you will attract people and if you do that i.e. you trust yourself, you will be able to trust others. And it's linked to the previous point of forgiveness. You'll be able to allow them to be themselves and to make mistakes. Trust, and it's a trust in the process. Process, process, process. And these are all linking together. These points all fit together. Next point, suffering. Look, this isn't a podcast about stripping yourself naked, dragging yourself around the streets in a sackcloth and cutting yourself with broken glass. But if we are on a journey, then there will be suffering along that journey towards where it is we want to go or we are aiming. Things don't go as planned. We have to grow. We have to learn. Situations have to catch up. We have to align ourselves. We have to develop relationships. And our brains and our emotions and our bodies and our physiology make us feel frustration and anger and upset and disappointment. And all that can be classified as suffering. And we have to do things again and again that we probably don't feel like doing. And we can classify that as suffering. And one of the key things that you can be a living example of and to teach people, particularly youngsters, particularly those aiming to do something of, of, a, of a high quality in their lives or with their lives, is that, look, there's going to be times when you feel great and you see and feel successful. There's going to be times when you feel like you haven't succeeded and it hurts and there's pain 
and sometimes it's deep pain or agony that is part of the human journey and the sooner we learn to accept that the better people we will be i heard a story yesterday about a young man who is obs what's the word i'm looking for who is stricken with anger all the time most of the time and makes the people around him suffer as a consequence and when I was listening to the person telling me this I was thinking it's sad really because it may be that this person wants something and has never learnt the delayed gratification principle that involves the suffering I'm talking about and so they get angry because they've been given things all their life and their life's been as made easy as possible by the people they live with and brought up by. And it hasn't done them any favours because now they're out in the world and they've got these neuron connections in their brain that demand instant success and it doesn't happen. And their only response, it's not really a response, it's probably a reaction is anger. And it's a, it can destroy lives. That's how vital this is. Next one. When you're dealing in any aspect of life, you've heard it a million times, but what does it really mean? Find the positive. Look, I'm not talking about ignoring the negative. If you're driving along the road and your warning light on your vehicle comes on, ignore it at your peril. You go to the doctors, he tells you you need a medication checkup, ignore it at your peril. I'm not talking about that. Here's the example. You're out, you're coaching, you're in your business, you're in your family, and maybe you're dealing with a child, and the child, for the very first time, says, please, can I have that? And your aim is to teach the child manners, and they say the word please. You praise them. You make a deal out of it. And you see the positive. You ignore it. They get no positive feedback. That is looking for the positive. It doesn't mean not dealing with the negative. Here's a great one. We hear it all the time about culture. Why are some football clubs, some professional organisations, some industries, some businesses some families successful and they have that feel about them they have this thing called a culture we've dived into it deeply with an analysis of the great all blacks in that wonderful book we talk about where we talk about kaizen and all the maori principles but part of a culture is a place where you can be okay it's a safe place people need safe places the world is harsh. Not everybody's got stable relationships and places to be. If you are the kind of person, no matter what the circumstance, that you can offer a safe place to, people will come to you. They often won't know why. They'll be attracted to you and they will listen to you. Be the creator of that safe place where people can be okay. They can fail and it's not an issue. There's a lot of talk at the moment in the world of sport about what happens beyond the sport. 
And for the first time, the industry is being made aware of the importance that people are not the labels that we stick on them. You are not a doctor or a dentist or a construction engineer or a nurse or a midwife or a coach or a football manager or an IT specialist. They are labels and they are a part of your life. So if we get a young player who's a prodigy, who's brilliant, and then it's all about their sport and their success and their future, what about the other aspects of their life? Their ability to get on with people, their ability to make a living, to create relationships, to do the basics in life, to be quiet, to do the things that they want to do, not what their sporting success demands. As coaches and leaders and facilitators, one of the greatest things we can do is to help build their self-esteem and allow them to be people, not just a product of all the adulation that's put on them because they're good at what they do. There is a life after this aspect, after sport, after business success. It doesn't mean don't focus on it, but we are not one dimensional beings. People who are amazing at what they do, they have these other aspects to them which often get underdeveloped and they have to do them quickly or quietly or hid are hidden. And how many times do you hear of a great sports personality after they've retired? Something comes out in the news about them that's not positive. And I often think it's because that part of them wasn't developed or allowed to develop properly and wasn't worked through or was covered up because of the other the other aspect of their life became so dominant help people to develop their self-esteem here's a fantastic one and i may even do a, a podcast all about this now and talks about owning your own pain now again i go back to the point this this podcast isn't about dragging yourself through the streets and beating yourself up Owning your own pain means standing up and admitting that what is in your life you have a responsibility for. Things may have been done to you, you may be caught up in things, there may be consequences and, in di in di and directly you may not have gone out of your way to cause it. But at some level you are responsible. What is for sure is you are responsible for your response to it. And that is what Nowen is talking about. Because the minute, the minute we grasp the concept that it's my situation, i.e. I am owning my own pain as well as my own glory, we have the power. The minute we say it's their fault, and sometimes it is, and sometimes there are injustices in life. Nothing is black and white, so it seems. Then, But then we have the power to go out and, and try and discover, through jurisdiction, the correct way to deal with things. But we are still empowering ourselves by saying, I take responsibility 
And that is what we need to do ourselves to live it, to be the embodiment of it, and therefore teach other people that that's the way to do it. Don't blame your teammates. Even if they messed up, what can you do better? It's part of the culture. Link to this again, owning your own pain. Everybody's on their own journey. People develop at different rates. Oh my days. The number of times that young players have come across our paths and particularly like personally my own path and I've made decisions on these players based on what I see in front of me. I hold my hand up and say I would have thrown away the careers of some major, majorly successful people because what I saw overrode what they could have been and what they actually became. So be careful and remember that people are on their own journey. You cannot dictate to them which journey they're on. You have to help them along their own journey. That is part of being a fantastic leader. Again, at the moment, rightly or wrongly, I'm not saying, there's a lot of focus, particularly in male sports, on mental health linked to what happens after the sport. And one of the things that's linked to what we've said before about creating a safe space, saying to people, it's okay, it's normal, and it's part of humanity to be vulnerable. If you step out, if you put yourself above the parapet, if you decide to undertake a journey and grow, you will make yourself vulnerable. And it's dealing with the things that come along with that vulnerability that make us stronger. It's okay. And you can be a support with that. Three things that Nowen talks about that really help, that are fundamental to creating great people, stoic, robust, mentally strong, healthy human beings. Number one, be a listener. You be a listener for them so that they can talk to you. Now, being a listener is linked to have, creating that safe space. Listening, there's a difference between how most people listen and what active listening really is. Really, really listen. Discipline. Don't mistake having a safe place for not demanding discipline. And discipline, yes, it can be demanded, but you have to get people to demand it of themselves in a balanced way. Discipline. There is a drive towards simplicity, which requires discipline. Otherwise, we drift to complexity and chaos. It's discipline that keeps us on that road, and it requires effort and focus. And to help tie this all together, to make the journey easier and to facilitate the success of it, it's that community. Creating that community, not all about you, not all about them, us, the community. It's that two plus two equals seven. It's that one cart horse, one beautiful shy horse can pull 7,000 pounds. 
three, you know, 3,000 kg. Two beautiful Shire horses together can pull 30,000 pounds or 15 kg, whatever it is. Okay, the whole is greater than the sum of the parts. That's community. Remember, as Nowen tells us, that there's going to be all these challenges. And if we've got the real perspective on it, the long-term perspective, we will be gracious and we will show gratitude for these challenges because it means we're in the process. Without them, we're not actually going anywhere. The, the process, the, the demand and the, the suffering is, is making us do something or think something or change something in order to get somewhere. We should be glad of it, although it hurts. It's a strange concept, but it's part of it. And our response to that can be really successful. We don't have to be angry, although it's okay to show anger. We have to control it. There's a, there's a principle that goes along the lines of something like be in this world, i.e. get involved in the world, get involved in the the muck and the bullets and the struggle and get your hands dirty, but do not be of it. You do not have to respond like most people respond. You can choose to do it your way. Thoughtfully, quietly, disciplined, whilst you're out there getting dirty. There's no need to go and sit in an ivory tower and escape. That is not what it's about, as far as I'm concerned. And linked to that, Link to the safe space, link to the successful, robust, healthy way. Allow and promote rest, recovery and reflection. Rest, recovery and reflection. Sometimes we're driven and we all think at times as go-getters we're invincible. Nothing can get us. Well, we're all a nanosecond and a millimetre away from having a completely different life. None of us are invincible. So, recuperation, fabulous sleep, time to reflect, and quietness to know that we're on the journey and to think about things and reflect on things is vital and allow people that and teach them that that is a good thing and the last two sometimes on these journeys particularly if we set magnanimous goals and I was listening to somebody the other day who and so many of these things are reminders aren't they he said if you haven't reset your five-year goal and when you read it back <clears throat> excuse me it doesn't make the hairs on the back of your neck stand up is it really a substantial enough or a big enough target interesting goal setting's old hat now isn't it you know everybody knows about it but actually do we we have to revisit it sometimes. So, and if we 
if we do have those kind of goals, the inability to feel we can get them straight away is normal. It's a, it feels as if you may be weak, but yes, otherwise, you, if, if you had the strength, you'd be there now. So understand and teach your people that it's part of the process and to have the bigger, the bigger focus and to stand back and see the bigger picture is what I'm talking about. And last thing that Nowen talks about, I've heard it before, it's another great reminder. The principle is clear the space. Now we can use that for many different situations. Clearing the space might mean tidying up your room, your office, your workspace. It may mean tidying up your mind so that you focus on one thing at a time. Here's something, a short story. In the last six months, maybe a little longer, I've had two major projects on. And I was trying and fighting to keep them both going. And I did for a while. But I was frustrated. I was a little bit stressed, to say the least. And one of them wasn't going well. And my heart said, drop one of them. Not drop it forever, just drop it and leave it. And focus on the other. And I did. And the one I focused on blossomed. I felt better. And my perspective on the other one completely changed. That is an example of clearing the space. You might need to clear the space to have a conversation with somebody. So you put all the clutter out of your mind. You focus on the major points. And you clear the space for the conversation. Clearing the space may be your meditation practice. It may be your daily habit of going for a walk at the end of the day to clear your mind. It's a great principle, clearing the space. So there we go, folks. I'm absolutely certain there's at least one thing in there that you can use on your own journey and you can go out and help somebody else. Baby steps, one at a time. If I could ask you to share the podcast, please leave us a review if you like what you've heard. It really helps to get the message out there and I'll be really grateful. Once again, leader, manager, coach. Thanks for listening. Catch you later. Bye-bye. The Leader Manager Coach Podcast is available via the Leader Manager Coach app. Download it now to access the rich resource of unique, insightful and educational material to help you on your own journey in football, sport and life. Leader Manager Coach. For the game. For life. Available now on Google Play and Apple App Store.